Now we have the top uh, economists uh, in the world in, in the, the solar world. system. We've got Larry Kudlow. Happy Veterans Day, even though you're not a veteran, but we're saying happy veterans, right? Well, yeah, happy veterans. We remember all of our veterans, those who are with us and those who made the ultimate sacrifice who keep America safe and free. God bless all of them. Yes, sir. I just had a very interesting conversation with uh, one of the advocators of Bitcoin. It was quite interesting. That's all I can say. And this, well, I heard the back end of it. The, 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 the guy that was a chairman of that company last week had a net worth of $17 billion. Today, he has a net worth of zero. Yep. Yep. Well, there's risk. There's big risk. You try to go in. But one of the troubling parts of that story, uh, perhaps you covered it, is uh, he was doing uh, Bernard Madoff stuff. That's what I, mean, I said to him. Madoff, too. Yeah, the guy's a corrupt guy. He's a crook. He was using customer money to cover his liabilities. Terrible story. The whole thing from soup to nuts. I will say one thing. I mean, not all crypto people are as corrupt as this guy is. And some of the crypto stuff is going to be around. I mean, it's not Bitcoin. So I, I still think there's a future for crypto. But then again, it's probably going to mean some additional regulation at some point. People are going to have to look at that. The crypto people don't like to talk about that. There's a strong libertarian strain. But look, you have to have basic banking laws, John, basic investment laws, basic SEC laws. And so that's probably part of the story. I'm not a guy who loves regulations. Well, at the begin, beginning of the conversation, he said that his mother ran a pact and the family gave a billion dollars uh, to the Democratic Party with Biden. And then he also said he committed $200 billion yep. to the Democratic Party in 2024. Yeah. Is yep. that called well, protection yeah. money? <laughs> Sounds like it. Doesn't sound like a good investment to me. I think Tom Brady is going to be playing football for another ten years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tell us the, the markets. Time. The markets. Uh, uh, we're both working today. The markets were open. The markets went up tremendously after the uh, uh, the um, elec- election. You yeah. give us your interpretation. Well, I think two things. You know, yesterday's rally was really quite something, um, particularly the, the NASDAQ part, which I think was up 7% or something, and the other indexes are up 3 4 5%. So I think, John, it was a combo, all right? I, I think, you know, the day after the election, there was a lot of confusion. Would the Republicans take the House? Okay, the Senate's still up for grabs. I still think Herschel Walker can help them pull out the Senate, but the House will go Republican. And once those returns were a little clearer, um, I think that that was part of the rally. The market likes gridlock, uh, understands how you can stop the bad stuff with the GOP and have a check of the balance on some of the runaway things that the Bidens have been trying to do. But I think the inflation number was very welcome uh, also so that perhaps the Fed will not be as aggressive in its um, in its tightening policies. I do want to warn. I mean, look, um, you've got a wage price spiral that's still embedded into this inflation story. So consumer prices up 7.7 percent. That's still a high number. But inside that number, services prices are still rising 
And most of that is a function of wage costs. And the wage story is a very difficult story because people are working hard and they're getting higher wages, but after inflation, their real wages are falling. So that's going to be very difficult. When you let that cat out of the bag, it's very hard to get it back in. And so I would not be as euphoric as some people are about the inflation numbers. That's all I'm going to say. And I think the Fed's got a long battle in front of it to get back to 2%. And the bank stocks have gone up tremendously. I mean, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, J.P. Morgan was $99 a share. Now it's almost $130. Uh, Bank of America was 28 Now it's almost uh, 40 well, that's good. I mean, I think our banks are in good shape, by the way. They're very well. I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I would be uh, a little cautious, but I'm, you know, I'm not a near-term trading type guy. I always argue stocks for the long run, and it's the best performing asset going back a couple of hundred years, according to Professor Jeremy Siegel and some others. So, uh, you know, it, the market's going to, bobble around. There's going to be a lot of volatility. Um, we'll just have to play this one. Uh, I'm, I'm not happy with the economy, even though the economy is better in the second half of the year than it was in the first half of the year, where it actually declined, contracted. Um, I'm quite concerned about parts of the economy. And again, the soft underbelly is that middle class folks are suffering real wage declines. And um, I think that's a big issue. So the housing market, the housing story is not good. Housing is basically in a recession. Um, so I think, you know, if we had better federal policies, you know, you've been talking about that. I read your op-ed piece. Um, we got to, you know, take the handcuffs off, turn the spigots back on. We need more supplies. Mr. Biden is in Egypt touting his Green New Deal and touting his uh, – uh, fraudulently named Inflation Reduction Act. He's putting the clamps on natural gas. Not only are they taxing natural gas, now they're going to have to go after the methane part. Um, that may make sense in the long run, but basically he said before the election, no new drilling, and he said we're going to end the coal plants. This is not the right way to go. We have to let a 1,000 flowers bloom. I've said this a million times. Renewables should be there. Nuclear should be there. Hydro should be there. And fossils should be there. We That's all agree. We all happen. agree. And I'll tell you, they, they're trying to force electric cars by 2030, 2035. And my personal opinion, General Motors agreeing with them so badly that they're converting their entire fleet. I think it's a big mistake. And I'm a shorter of General Motors stock, not a, not a buyer. Mary Barra is making a very big bet. You're right. Um, She's we'll betting the ranch. She's betting the ranch. She may be betting the entire con- uh, company. By the way, Ford is not doing that. Okay? Ford yes. is not well, doing th- Maybe it's a family operation. It's a little bit more, more smarter. Well, maybe so. But the, the generic point here is that, first of all, we should have choice and be able to buy what cars we want. Second of all... We don't yet have an alternative infrastructure to do the kinds of things that the Bidens seem to want to do. They're pushing things way too fast. The movement towards renewables should be looked at as a 50-year cycle, Mm -hmm. not as a 10-year cycle. And meanwhile, 
We ran this. We talked about this on our show tonight. The United States has the largest declines in carbon emissions in the last 15 years of any of the developed OECD countries. Why? Because of natural gas, which is a clean burning fuel. In fact, the European Union has reclassified it as a clean burning fuel. As well as as well as uh, nuclear. Well, nuclear, of course, but nuclear is the ultimate renewable. But my point is natural gas has been reclassified by the European Union. Their greenies are smarter than our greenies. We should look at that and understand the value of natural gas. And, of course, it affects air conditioning, it affects home heating and all these things. We need to be... Well, I, I, I think the Germans more. right now are cutting down trees and trying to get warm when it gets... Uh, <laughs> and that, that's anti-environment, cutting down all those poor trees to, to get warm. Larry Kudlow, have a great weekend. 15th century approach yes. to energy. <laughs> have a great weekend.